Welcome to the UP Notable Books Club, brought to you by the Upper Peninsula Publisher and Authors Association. Joanna Walitalo grew up in Oil City, Michigan, where she took art classes at Bullock Creek Schools. A strong love of the outdoors and wild places has led her to incorporate her passion for art with her professional education in order to bring the beauty of wildlife and wild places closer to the general public through scientifically accurate artwork. Today, Joanna continues to live with her loving husband James and son Little James in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, working as an artist and illustrator. Hello, welcome. We are live from Crystal Falls trying something brand new. So it is so nice to see um, all of you guys, my um, UP Notables book club. And I know a lot of people couldn't make it today. They're on vacation. It's July. So we are recording and the film will be out um, soon. So anyways, welcome. I'd like to extend my welcome here to Joanna, who came all the way down from Pelkey. Pelkey. <laughs> so how long does it take you to get to Chris Paul from Pelkey? On um, Google Maps, it says an hour and 10 minutes. I drive very slow, so I gave myself two hours. Okay. Yeah, so we're really glad that we have her here today. And she is going to be discussing with us her book, Wood Burnings, Highlights from the First Five Years. And if you haven't had a chance to look at this book yet, I highly suggest you buy it or check it out from your local library. All right. And um, let's see, any other notices next month? We are reading UP Colony, a book by Phil Belfi. And for those of you who are having a busy summer, this is the perfect book for you because it is 60 pages and I think half are pictures, right? <laughs> it's really a short book. And interesting, I'm almost done with it. It's all about his thesis is that UP, the UP has been treated like a colony and with that has been exploited for its resources. So it is a very, very good read and very short, which I think is even better. Kind of like this book, a lot of pictures. So anyways, I'm gonna turn this over now to Victor. Victor always gives us a few updates from above. Victor, do you wanna tell us anything? Uh, thank you, Evelyn. Uh, this evening is all going to be about Joanna. Uh, I met Joanna, it's only a year ago, but it seems like forever. And uh, we had, I had gotten a referral to her for her, uh, her drawing skills. And uh, Sharon Kennedy and I were finishing up this book called The Side Road Kids. And we thought, it would be nice to have some classy illustrations, you know. Uh, on the interior, just to give uh, people a flavor of, of, of what our impressions of the UP are. So I'll just show you this one in front of the camera, but I have it on a screen share so we can get a little closer look at these uh, lovely shots here. There we go. Hope you can see this. I'm sure. There we go. Uh, so these are some illustrations from the Side Road Kids that Joanna did for uh, this book with uh, Sharon and myself. There's a girl on horseback. Uh, now here's a progression of uh, Joanna works best from uh, photos and kind of she's she's got a unique talent to go from the photo on the left to the, the line drawing on the right. It's just just amazing, startling. Okay, I'm gonna do this so that you a progression from the, the original photo to the drawing on the right. And then here's some kids uh, camping out with uh, marshmallows and stuff and uh, bus stop. This is similar to the illustration on the cover, but it's rendered by Joanna. And we've got kids on a Halloween scene here and uh, searching for Christmas trees on Sugar Island. And here's another progression of, of drawings from real life to uh, the rendered drawing and pencil and uh, ink. And uh, this is another picture taken from a real life photo uh, from Sharon's memories. And uh, stop the screen share. We also. Uh, Enjoyed working with Joanna so much that uh, I invited her to collaborate on the uh, the relaunch of Katie and the Bear Necklace. So we have lots of uh, drawings from her on that, and the sequel, uh, Katie and the Birch Bark Box, as well. I'll just uh, run some pictures from that. Uh, 
I see Anne's here. <laughs> oh, okay. Anne Hellman's on. She's the one yeah. who wrote the Katie series. Mm. Hi, Anne. I'm passing around your books. Hopefully, people will buy them. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to meet you. So. <clears throat> and Anne, I was filling out a form that Victor um, told me about where you can nominate a, a young adult mm. book for an award. And, you know, one of the questions was, is the book illustrated? And it was. So I looked, and who's the illustrator? Joanna, and I didn't know it. <laughs> so it was kind of neat. Thank you. you. Thank you, Evelyn. And thank you, Joanna. And thank you. Thank you. Here's the uh, the bear from the bear necklace. And this is a the birch bark box with quill work, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just a rendering of the, the fun kind of bird clocks that you often see. Yeah. Here's our, our our friend the Blue Jay, who's a prominent character and a title character in both books, almost a title character. And uh, this is a just a doorstop made with a sunflower design, which I think is it's amazing. And here we have a scene from the second book where the Blue Jay comes and visits uh, inside the high school gym because the, the auditorium door is open. So the Blue Jay perching on Katie's hand. Uh, nice scene with the library, and uh, there's Katie with uh, the bird on her shoulder. All right, so I just want to share some of this stuff with you, as I know Joanna is going to be mostly on the wood burning. So uh, take it away. Yeah. So thank you, Joanna, and we're we're open ears. We've got um, a lot of people there on the Zoom call, and um, all of us, and we can't wait to see what you got. Um. I need prompts. I need you to ask me questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what would be the best for the wood burning? Um, the, there is a temperature gauge on here, and it just is one through ten. Oh. Um. So it doesn't. I have, I have a little one that only goes to seven fifty. Okay. And I see other ones go to nine hundred. Uh, some of the some of the more expensive, more expensive ones. ones. Yeah. And so since you're getting right into the nuts and bolts of it, right into the nuts and bolts, we're not messing around. Um, for the first what three years, I used this one, Okay, which is similar. Yours would be actually more high class because mine only has on off. It doesn't have any temperature setting. Oh, I see. Um, if you want to get a darker burn, you need to just hold it in place longer. And so I learned without any temperature setting, it's just on or off. To get a lighter burn, you move it faster across the surface of the wood. And you don't have to press down hard at all. Um, just leaving it in place so that it burns for a longer amount of time will get you a darker burn. And what's the best type of wood to use to get the burn? Um, that's a personal preference, in my opinion. I am working on doing research on wood burning as part of my PhD project. And that is actually the question I'm asking. Mm. Most people will recommend Basswood or birch um, are two very good woods because they tend to be very clean, mm -hmm. clear, mm -hmm. defect-free, no very little grain to them. Mm -hmm. So you get a very consistent burn and it's a very white wood, so it turns out very similar to paper okay. drying for your contrast. Um, did you bring some of your wood burning? I completely forgot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I did not bring actual wood burnings, but I am happy to do a very quick one here oh, and, oh, yeah. and show you. But I want my husband to come back if someone will go round him up at some point. Oh, my husband will to round up your husband. Moment, but when you see him, drag him back over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably out hiding at the truck. But um, at, at some point, I will, when he can answer questions, because Doing artwork takes the right side of your brain and language takes the left side of your brain. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for me to talk and do artwork at the same time. So, well, I have a question while we're waiting for him. Uh, I thought what was interesting in the book is how you came to start this. Uh, how did I come to start this? Yeah, what did I say in the book? 
Well, you talked about your son. Yep, my son has epidermolysis bullosa. He had, it's a very rare genetic skin condition where he's missing the protein that holds his skin on. Mm. So he gets always very, very easily. And at one point he ended up in a hospital down in Cincinnati for an extended period of time. And I couldn't go down there and be with him. And at that point, um, I kind of picked up wood burning just as something to keep my hands busy and keep me occupied and work out my emotions. And I've done artwork all of my life. My sketchbook is getting passed around right now. Um, that's the 63rd sketchbook I've filled since sixth grade. I started doing the sketchbooks back when I was in sixth grade and I've been numbering them ever since. So, um, the odd thing about wood burnings is that people bought them. <laughs> and I can do a little pencil or pen sketch on paper all day long. And I've done it, you know, since I was his age. And nobody buys them. And I could do way better on paper, but they never sold. And then all of a sudden, I do these little tiny ones on wood that take, you know, five, 10 minutes and people pay money for them. And that just confuses me. <laughs> um, so we did a whole bunch of very simple wood burnings for like the first two years and they all sold. And it took me about two years of doing that to finally go, I kind of like this and this seems to be working. I should actually try putting some effort into it and do some good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just has developed from there. Cool. All right. So you guys want to actually see me wood burn? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've and, never seen anyone else do it. And I, I, this kind of is interesting because people are always interested in watching. Um, and I'm not entirely sure how it will work like this and on there. Hi. <laughs> um, but what I tend to do, I tend to have a lot of stuff all over everywhere. I do not. I have a pen, but that will be all right. So. I'm going to come up here right here. Um, and then you guys can like drag my husband up here and ask him some questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. oh. <laughs> I cannot talk and draw at the same time. Well, I have one. this one you can answer. It's pretty easy. So I know the name of the book is Wood Burning the First Five Years, but like, I don't know when the book, I don't remember when the book was published. So how many years have you guys been into this? About six now. Six now, yeah. About six. And for those of you who don't know, in the book, he does wood burning too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon style. Yeah, but nice. So there are different tips or pens that you can attach to the expensive one. And, um, I believe this is the either C or D curvy or drawing tip. Um, they come with different names based on the brand, but it's kind of a spatula shape or almost the shape of a butter knife. I use it almost the same way as a butter knife. Um, so you can do very straight edge lines. Um, or you can do Pull it across and shade in a big area at once. You guys can't see me. <laughs> I'm doing it so that you stand up. You can stand up. Yeah, you can stand up. You can do anything you want. I don't know how to use it. So ask him some questions. <laughs> if you need some conversation, you can camera. check it out right here. Are you guys from Pelton? Yeah. Okay. He's from Pelkey. I'm from Oil City, oh my Michigan. I see from Pelkey at all. Yeah. 
Where is Oil City? It is uh, downstate between Midland and Mount Pleasant. Oh, I, I have a question as you're working. Yes. Do you worry about your air quality because of the hint of smoke? There's just a very fine hint of smoke. Um, if I'm doing anything on a very large scale, I will put on a fan or crack a window. But um, you can kind of see on the video that there's no smoke coming up. And you guys can see there's mm -hmm. no smoke coming up. And I'm just starting the top of a little tree. Okay. Um, this is southern yellow pine and it has a lot of knots. Mm. And the late wood or the darker lines here um, don't burn as quickly as the early wood or the lighter color. So it just takes more time to get a consistent burn across it. It's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the longest time you've ever consistently wood burnt? Consistently as in? Like at one sitting. One sitting, probably about two hours, and then I need to get up and either use the restroom or get more coffee. <laughs> um, but I'll do like up to 12 hours in a day or 14 hours in a day if I have all day to work. You sketch a design on and then follow the pattern? Most of the time. Okay. Right now I'm not because I forgot mm -hmm. to bring a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and you use the, that black turquoise paper or do you just do it in pencil? I just do it in pencil. Um, I do I do freehand in pencil most of the time. So I'm just going to quit doing this. But you guys kind of get the idea. That's what it takes. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's it's right. not um and then, then you yeah. work with the with the wood say you've got these knots yeah what are you going to do with you these knots to, okay so <laughs> that's my big question <laughs> um for this well what usually works for something like this is that it's a sun and then something else, and then a water line, and some trees, and then the reflection. Oh, okay. Nice. The reflection. Yeah. Okay. Having double knots or triple oh. knots, you run the, the horizon line right across there, mm. and then you have reflection, reflection. Okay. And people buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Do they just use this for like um, pictures? Or would they use this for like a cutting board? Um, we can do cutting boards. We can do wall hangings. Oh, okay. it's kind of spoon, wooden spoons and things. Yeah. So <clears throat> you didn't answer enough questions. How do you prep the wood? Oh yeah. Come over here. Well, and that's a question I had too. Because when you read the book, it's you know none of the wood. You don't buy any wood. It's always donated, right? Or or you found or something. Almost all of it's free. free. There, there was one case somebody requested a certain type of wood and we didn't have it. So I think we bought two pieces. Yep, they requested it very specifically yeah. that we purchase it specific for their yeah. dog. But otherwise, we um, just collect wood as the go when people are throwing it away or the sawmill has. The ends cut off and stuff. But it's usually rough cut. I got to plane it and sand it. So, like, this is a backing off from a test for flooring that we were doing in the lab that I work at at Tech, where they're testing the strength properties and the warping ability of different floorings when they're submerged in water. And this was just a backing piece that they had attached flooring to. And then when the test is all done, they threw away the backing piece. So it's been used. It had paint on two sides, um, sample ID number, you know, um, and then I just, we sanded the front of it. But we try to use all scrap materials. That way we're building environmental ethics into every piece of artwork. 
And I have another question online here. Maria, uh, have you ever used driftwood? No. Yes. <laughs> Is it not easy or hard, challenging? It, it's very hard to burn on. It, it burns really fast. Um, because it's like soft and slightly rotted. Yeah. Um, it's punky. So it just kind of goes poof and you've got really black wood. <laughs> so it's really hard to do the shading on. You had a question. I just was going to comment that you're sometimes you're surprised by what you get after you sign it down. And oh, yes. See <laughs> yeah. See what people are throwing out. Yeah. And I mean, most of the pieces are fairly small. That's um, really what limits us on the size of the wood burnings we do is because we're using scrap wood, most of the pieces are small. Um, we've done murals in cabins um, where the wall is tongue and groove cedar. So we'll do the whole wall. Um, so we do larger projects like that as well. But what we have available and what we tend to work with is scrap wood. There's a blowtorch in here. Yes, <laughs> that's similar to the, the driftwood question. I've, we've done driftwood once or twice and I have a small stash of driftwood that was donated to us um that i haven't gotten time to utilize yet we have done blowtorch once as a nighttime milky way scene that was like a kitchen type torch or does he have a, a pro propane blowtorch <laughs> it, it's a small propane torch that you use for soldering and stuff oh okay just an attachment you put on one of those little tanks mm -hmm. They get pretty ever, hot. Do you ever seal it afterwards? Yes. What do you seal it with? Polyurethane. Just clear, clear polyurethane. And then most of the time we put hangers on the back. Um, most of the time we do not do any framing. That's a little bit more woodworking than we have the equipment to do. But we've done it. We've done it in the past. We just don't really have all the tools to do it and set it up very well. I mean, group kind of requires frame to hold it oh, together. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, but I will quite often actually like wood burn a frame around the piece. Or we router it. Or router it, yeah. Put a router edge around it mm -hmm. so it looks like a picture frame a little more. Is there any wood that you would not recommend for? Um, Stuff that's got glue in yeah <laughs> yeah anything with glue paint stain finish those are all toxic to burn through um so like this has paint on the edges i won't do the edges um and also plywood is actually very thin pieces of wood glued together so you don't want to burn through one layer into the next because you'll burn through the glue. Um, you don't want to burn on OSB, chipboard, particle board, anything like that that has chemicals in it. How about sappy wood? Sap wood is a fun thing to be challenged by. <laughs> so you'll get a lot of sap around the knots. And sap basically kind of makes it cloudy um, and gums up the tip of the wood burner. And it boils out. Yeah. When you, heat, it, when you heat it up, it boils out. Yeah. So it's challenging. You can't do very detailed things when you hit sap, sap pockets. Um, but you can work with it, and it creates interesting little ripply effects. Do they ever fade? Yes. That is an ongoing problem. Very, very good question. They fade when they're um, exposed to sunlight. So we recommend that you do not use them as outdoor artwork. Um, originally, we did like some garden signs and whatnot, and we figured out very quickly that within a year of having them outside, they fade and you can't see them at all. Even with urethane? Even with three coats of polyurethane on them. Um, 
there's one other person who has professionally studied um, and published papers on what type of um, finish you can put on to help prevent fading, but all of her results showed that fading occurred no matter what. <laughs> she tested three different types of finish um, and none of them successfully prevented fading. So we basically recommend it to be treated like any other real art that you don't want to hang in a window because oil paintings will fade, watercolors will fade. Most artwork will fade when it's exposed to sunlight. You can frame them in museum glass. Yep, and that will help. That, that helps. Yep. It's kind of expensive. Yep. So we don't offer that right now unless you pay up front. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's where fading is a very big issue. And that's another thing that I would like to look at more in the future um, is different types of finishes. Um, beyond what has been tested and researched currently to see if there's any other good finishes that would help prevent fading a little bit better. We purchased some resin that we were going to try a little thicker coat. You know how they make resin countertops? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> we were going to try that, but we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we run out of time to do everything. Now, how do you go about selling these? Do you have like a, like a, a website? Just a website. Oh, we have yeah. we have a website, and Facebook. Facebook, um, and then we've also uploaded images onto Fine Art America and newly Redbubble website, um, where you're not actually purchasing the wood burning, but you're purchasing like products with the print of the wood burning on it. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, mainly, um, mainly online. We were in, I believe, around twenty-five different stores, like between here and Chicago, um, or between the UK and Chicago, um, and then just by word of mouth. Um, we're down to one store that I'm aware of. Can't keep up on the inventory. Oh, yeah. yeah, everything yeah. sells. <laughs> so um, can't keep up on the inventory. And I got back into the PhD program to finish. Mm -hmm. And so I basically pulled out of all of our stores because I couldn't keep up. Um, so right now, until I finish my PhD, we're basically just accepting custom orders, a limited number of custom orders for artwork. Um, and then we'll try to get a little bit we'll we'll basically jump right back into it when i finish my phd okay next year yes <laughs> i'm i have to graduate by may oh. 2023 so are you still working while you do the phd yes i'm i'm not funded for my phd so i'm basically working two part-time jobs and selling artwork on the side and doing my PhD and just juggling back and forth. So life is busy. She asked if you artwork was your major. Um, no. No, I'm forestry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you get all the wood. So that's how, yeah, I work in a, in a wood testing lab mm -hmm. and, and I, that's kind of how my hobby and my profession yeah. combine. Yeah. Yep. Did you did you get your degree at MTU or someplace else? I got my bachelor's at Central Michigan University, and then I got a master of forestry at MTU, Michigan Technological mm -hmm. University. And I'm currently going to MTU for my PhD. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you're not on camera. You have oh, to step over here. Yes, so I <laughs> You're not on the main camera. <laughs> so wow. So how old is your boy then? He is nine. He's nine. He didn't come down tonight. No, he's with his father. Okay. Okay. He's a handful. And so I don't commit to doing things like this. I know Victor um wanted me to come to the Oh, thing in Marquette, yes. and um, 
I have my son during the weekends and when I've got him, he is my entire world mm -hmm. and I can't commit to anything else. So. How does he take part when you guys are doing this work? Does he do it too? Does he watch? Does he like it? He loves to tell me what to do. Oh. <laughs> um, so he will sit right next to me and tell me to do elephants and giraffes and everything else under the sun that he can think of. And he's very, very particular and wants exactly what he wants. Um, so, but yeah, he, he will help in his way by directing me. He is a very good boss. <laughs> you spoke about the, 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 which tips, if you are beginning and stuff like that, you spoke about different tips and stuff, which would be good for a beginner and which ones do you use most? Um, okay, that's a two-part question. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm going to break it into two parts that you didn't actually ask. One is, um, if you're using the craft wood burner, the, the lower end. The beginner? Yeah, beginner one versus the professional one. So the affordable one is how I would <laughs> professionally say this. Um, has a standard or chisel tip to it. And this is the most useful tip. That's the, the tip that I use for everything. I never change it out. And the tip screws off, though, yep, right? It screws yeah. off. There's different. Um, I've used moon prints and stuff. Um, there's different tips that you can screw oh, yeah. into it, but those are indestructible almost those you got to be careful with yeah um it just you have to like wait till it cools down and that takes yeah, like yeah. five minutes and then change the tip out wait till it warms back up that takes another five minutes i'm too impatient i just want to be doing artwork so also one of my college art teachers for oil painting class told me a good oil painter only needs one brush. They learn how to use one brush to do everything they need. And I just kind of carried over that mentality to wood burning. And so I only use the standard chisel tip and it's very universal. You can do very thin straight lines. You can shade in great big blocks by going the other direction with it. You can do very tiny little points by using the end using it similar to how you would use a paintbrush. And it works. And I just learned how to use that very, very well. I used that the affordable wood burner, and I'm not promoting any particular brand. There's quite a few different brands. They're all about the same. I used that for about the first three years. The only way that we moved up and could afford a professional one is that we submitted artwork that we'd done with the affordable one, won an award, and the award was $250 worth of art supplies. So we used that money to buy the professional wood burner. Have you ever worn one out at Chappelle? Yes. Um, we've, the affordable wood burner is basically, I think, what did we calculate between 300 and 500 wood burnings on average before mm -hmm. the whole thing just burns up and won't work anymore? Um, if you are not careful with it, I've learned that you can make little burrs, little metal burrs, mm -hmm. and scratch it and whatnot. And then it is like having a paintbrush with like some of the bristles going off yeah, in other yeah. directions and whatnot. Oh. Um, it's really annoying. You can, we've also learned that we can sand it down and re-sharpen it yeah. um, to make them last longer. We've had the screw part break off inside mm -hmm. and can't get it out, but you're talking like $13. Yeah. <laughs> so we, Really, I think we still have the one that has a screw in it because we're like, eventually we can drill that out and get it out of there and <laughs> still use it. But for the hours invested in trying to fix it, you could probably go buy a new one. <laughs> so, so that's 
What was your question? Type of tips and which ones do you use most often? Okay, that was the affordable wood burner. The expensive wood burner. I tend to use this. This is what I would consider the equivalent type of tip. Those are very okay. delicate. Um, they heat up and cool off instantly. Yeah, you don't have to wait hardly at all before you can start burning. It's okay. 10 to 30 seconds. 10 seconds if I remember to turn the heat up on there. <laughs> um, I'll switch out and use this other tip. This is kind of a more rounded tip. And I use that for signing my name. That's easier for signing my name. Um, you can pass that around. There's different tips in there. There's like shading tips and other things. But basically, I I use the C and D tip, um, which, like I said, they'll have different names for different brands. But that's for coal wood, and it's basically a writing tip and a shading tip or a general tip. I am amazed that you have a statistic for how that 300 to 500 wood. So do you know how many wood burnings you've done? Total? Yeah. Not quite. We didn't start numbering them until year three. Okay. So um, the first two years, it was too much of just like random Practice. hobby. <laughs> um, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just doing things <laughs> and didn't quite get organized until year three. But since year three. Um, so I'm hoping I'm correct on these saying years. I'm no good at time. Mm -hmm. Time doesn't make sense in my brain. <laughs> um, so in when COVID hit and everything shut down, um, we did about 760 wood burnings that year. Wow. And we numbered them. So now it, every wood burning that I do, I will put the year and then the number associated with that year. And that's me taking that technique from the lab I work in. We label our samples that way. <clears throat> so, um, I know that we did about 760 wood burnings in 2020. That was when COVID hit, correct? Yeah, yeah, shut everything down. And then I think we did around 480 in 21. And yeah, and now it's 22, and I've done 32 so far this year, but I got back into grad school mm -hmm. and I'm working on my PhD. So I'm only doing commissions right now. You have um, a little higher quality work now. Mm -hmm. It takes longer. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, the commission probably feels you'll have to give it more precise work than, than when you're just doing it for yourself for fun and then somebody buys it. When you're commissioning them, isn't it people are calling you up and wanting a certain painting? Yes. Um, absolutely. There's two things to that. I always try to do my best no matter what. So um when i'm doing things for myself let's see how do i answer this uh, this is why i had a list of questions ahead of time <laughs> um <laughs> when i'm doing something for myself i will tend to experiment a little bit more <clears throat> but in general the other thing that like i really ingrained in myself when i started doing the wood burning versus my drawing notebooks um, and pen and ink. The wood burnings, I got it in my head that I would never keep any of them. They're all for sale. So that was specifically part of something just I associated with doing this is that this was going, well, because it was mainly during COVID and we didn't have any other income. Um, as a temporary student worker at tech, I didn't qualify for unemployment. So we literally had nothing. And so it was just, I need to do something to make money. This is something that I can do from home. And um, so I've really tried to keep 
the wood burnings as a very good art form that I am not emotionally attached to. And that way I can sell them. I, I have another question. It's Maria online. Uh, hi. Have you incorporated um, chiseling to your products, you know, or carving and then the wood burning? Or and have you also embedded any gemstones or copper in a piece of work? That welcome sign. Come answer that. I don't know. <laughs> I think we've just okay. done one embedded one. And it was just because I was playing with my router. And it ended up being the cover. Oh. And oh. Well, not the cover, but the opening page. Just, just oh, yeah. I, was, I was really excited and I forgot to see. So she made the bottom. She made the bottom there with that little mouse train the C up the ladder. But that was done with a router indented into the wood sideways, a quarter inch. But we, we don't do, that's about all we've ever done. So that's not chiseling. I've no, seen that art form before too. Um, but that is done with the router. And so that. You can see it on here. This is the picture he's talking about. Um, got it. And then, um, so he routered the lettering, and then I went back in and wood burned on the inside of the routering. Um, but we are not woodworkers. That is one of the main things of. I've got a friend. Joe Plow, who wants to inlay copper wire around the edge as a frame for mm -hmm. some of them, and then put them through our press at work mm -hmm. to like really push the copper in so it stays in. But we haven't gotten time to do that because when we're at work, we're typically working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I really don't do any carving or anything like that. We do work with other people. Um, Joe yeah, Joe Ash. Um, if I can find the page, you talk for a minute. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell him about Joe Ash and what he does. He he whittles. He whittles wood and he makes fans. They're amazing. Oh, there's some yeah. fans in there. Real, yeah. Real, yeah, there are real, fans in there. Real delicate oh. stuff. Does does he sell his pro? Excuse mm -hmm. me. Does he sell his products maybe on uh, Hancock? Community Co-op Art Center in Hancock. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, page 50. Around there. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is he is another Michigan Tech student, um, or maybe graduated at this point. I think he graduated. Um, but yes, he is in Houghton Hancock area right right now, and he does absolutely amazing, amazing work. And he does it all carving by hand. And I am very, very privileged to get to work with him on some of these projects. So wonderful. How did you decide to compile this book? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Good question. Mm. She's always wanted to do a book. <laughs> um, I paid my cousin. Um, for compiling it, like how it, how the book is organized. Now, how did you just decide to do the book at all? Oh, okay. Um, well, the artwork would disappear. Yeah, we didn't, people ask us what we do and we say we do wood burning and people think we do like little camp signs. And it's hard to verbally explain. No, we try to do it a little bit more detailed than that. When everything's sold and we don't have anything to show anybody. So that was really how it came about was everything sells that we do and and we wanted to be able to have something that people could look at and see and get an idea of what we're doing. Um could you when when you when you have this is Sharon when you have the uh, the book back in your hand 
could you show us some of your uh, some of your woodworking things that you've done? There's more books. <laughs> um, <laughs> the I'm not entirely sure what you mean by woodworking. Well, the, the well, pictures in the, the pictures in your book. Oh yeah. I, I just want to see a couple of pictures in your book. I haven't seen so, your book. Which camera works best? Does this one work best for? Yep, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. So I don't know. I feel like I'm talking to like <laughs> multiple places. Um, and are you wearing safety glasses? Yes. You you, uh, so you wear them even when you're even when you're not uh, doing your job. I cannot afford more than one pair of glasses, so <laughs> I um I had the one pair of glasses from sixth grade up until three years ago, and then I got a summer job where they required safety glasses and they would pay for the glasses, and then I got another pair of glasses and. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. That's okay. where I'm Thanks. at. You had a question. What was your favorite piece? This one. <laughs> um, this one is definitely one of my favorites. We're talking about that one there. And it is Father and Child. Um, it was a commissioned piece. Um, the father had asked given me the picture and asked me to do it mm -hmm. and it just holds so much emotion to me i really am privileged to get to share moments like that in someone's life so okay but the up signs UP signs. What do you want to say about them? <laughs> I want you to show them. <laughs> Girl, grab a book and find it. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. You come over here where you can they can see. You can hold it up for them to see. <laughs> <laughs> For a couple other books because I feel like you're interviewing authors and I didn't write a whole lot. I draw pretty pictures. Ah. But um I've the first book I got to illustrate was Five Months on the Missouri River. And that was really, really fun and got me into illustrating. And I can pass that around. You guys can flip through it. There's the UP pictures, wood burnings he's mentioning. Those are on multiple pieces of wood. Oh, yeah, those were beautiful. And they're like six feet wide by three or four foot tall. That's how we can do bigger pieces is by connecting multiple small pieces of wood. That's beautiful. Um, he did a really good job on the animals. Doesn't do it any justice. The picture's too small. <laughs> <laughs> I also got I to illustrate the his, micro geological atlas of Greater Yellowstone Elk Forage. Oh, um, wow. So helpful. I got to do some scientific illustrations for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, uh, there's a a couple others here that I've gotten to illustrate. Um, interestingly, the I've gotten to illustrate a lot of maps. So, the 50 Flor Florida Wildlife Hotspots by Moose Henderson. Um, each place, each of the 50 places has a map associated with it, and I got to do the maps. He's a wildlife photographer, so he didn't need me to illustrate any wildlife for him. Joanna? <laughs> um, yes. This is Shelly on, online. I have a question about the bowls that you've done. 
Um, and I assume the, well, I know the bowls were done by someone else. They actually made the bowl. I think you refer to um, Andy Williams for a couple of them anyway. Yes. So did he commission those bowls? Is that something that he asked you to do something to them or was that like a mutual kind of thing? That's more of a mutual kind of thing. Andy is a really great guy um, and he has a full-time job and everything, but he does bowls as a hobby and he had some laying around from you know five ten years ago that he wasn't doing anything with it he's like hey can you do something cool on these mm -hmm. and so we've gone back and forth well, on the covid thing too so when he got laid off for covid okay he made bowls yeah same thing with the Daffod roger Daffodson. yep he, he wasn't working so he started making bowls now nobody wants to make them yeah, it's, um, and a lot of people I find that are retired and making bowls will make like between five and 10 a year. And and that's a lot. And I'm like, come on, I can wood burn five to 10 a day. <laughs> so my my um, my mentality is if I'm gonna do something, I don't understand mo moderation at all. <laughs> and, and I just kind of go for it full force and it's hard for me to find people that can keep up with that type of mentality um, for more than a year or two. <laughs> um, my husband can. He's stuck with it. Um, <laughs> he sands all the boards and polyurethanes them and he hasn't given up yet. So, but but yeah, we, we work with a, a lot of different woodworkers, Andy, uh, Williams is one of them, and we just work with anyone around that wants to work with us. I, I like being a team member, and I like working with different people, so. Um, I like to show off other people's work, so that's part of why I'm like, I bring books that other people wrote. And I like to add value to other people's work. Um, if I can help promote something that I think is worthwhile, that really makes me feel good. So if I can if I can add value to other people's work, that's that's a good thing. And we work in different ways with different people. Some um, sometimes just depending on the circumstance, like I'll do the artwork up front on a product if someone's doing a lot of them and if they want to then take them and pay me after it sells if they're taking them to craft fairs and whatnot we'll make out a contract that way sometimes i'll buy the bowls up front and then it'll be up to me to sell them type of thing but we don't do craft fairs because they're all on weekends and i have my son on the weekends so if anyone wants to take on that, <laughs> we're always looking for more people to work with. This is Shelly again. There is a Wood Turners Club in the UP. Um, it meets in Marquette once a month, but I know they have members even from the Keweenaw. Um, my husband happens to be one of the members, so that's why I, I was kind of curious about the bowl situation. Yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, get, get in touch with me or have your husband email me or something afterwards. That would yeah, be, I can do that. If you send me an email, then I can, I can pass it on to Joanna. Yes. I can do that. Put you in touch with the head of that club. Cause I'm thinking they might actually enjoy having you present to them. Um, they meet at currently they're meeting at the, um, Peter White library in Marquette once a month. Okay. Yes, that would be very interesting. And I mean, this is, yeah, the, I'm not terribly well connected with a lot of people. Most of the time I'm working, you know, bouncing between two part-time jobs and selling artwork and taking care of my son and, and doing my PhD. So I, I don't get a lot of time to really socialize and network with people. Um, I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Joanna, Maria with another question. Yes. Uh, what is your signature that you utilize uh, as you complete a product? 
Is there something that you've branded yourself more or less? Um, initials? I assign them Jay Walatalo because I feel that that represents both me and my husband who's hiding again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. His Good. name is James. My name's Joanna, and and I could not do this without him. Yeah. I know I do the doodle on the front that everybody looks at, but he preps all the wood. He sands all the wood. He gets it all ready for me. He picks out the pieces that will work for what I need, and then when they're done, he finishes them. He puts the hangers on the back. He does almost all of the packaging them and mailing and he delivers them. Out. Them. Yeah. He delivers them. <laughs> I cannot do this alone. I can do pretty artwork all day long, but actually running a business and doing all of the background work that you don't see when you look at the pretty picture. I rely so much on him that he deserves at least half the credit, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I found the press for your book. One of you have to write lots of letters to the publishers, or did you have a, a lead? Victor, that? Victor's wonderful. Oh, Victor's oh, wonderful. Victor is amazing, and yeah, I, I he is. Victor has been probably the biggest supporter of my artwork beyond my husband. Um, he found me on Facebook and asked if I would do artwork for one of his authors. And it was an amazing experience. Um, and that coupled with the fact that we had no wood burnings to show anybody because everything sells. Um, and the process of working with him really inspired me that, yes, I could actually put this together and make a book. Mm -hmm. And I approached him about the idea and he was all for it. And he worked with me and probably answered over 200 questions, <laughs> bugging him through the mail. <laughs> um, and guided me through the process and it was incredible. Yeah. Do we have any more questions out there on the Zoom or in person? Wow. Were you in the habit of taking a picture of your finished work every time you finished one so that he could he had a lot to work from? Yes and no. One is um, throughout my life, most of my life, I have not owned a camera. Um, and so that's part of how I got really good at drawing was if I wanted to remember something, I needed to draw it in the sketch notebook. And um so all all of my field work and everything any plant id or any little insect or anything that i wanted to remember and look up later i needed to draw a picture of it so that i could look it up and key it out later um with a computer and internet and covid i did learn how to use the little dot camera up here mm -hmm. to um take a picture of the artwork but those are very very low quality pictures and so doing the book was a very big learning experience because now we know we need to take actual photos of artwork um but at the time we didn't have a camera like that so the book is a compilation of a lot of different types of cameras some of them are from the little dot camera but on the computer, but then you can only do a smaller picture in the book um, because the resolution isn't very good. And it's, it was a very big learning process like that. Um, we're still working on, on trying to document all of the artwork that we do before it goes out and disappears. And I, have to admit, I'm not terribly good at keeping things that organized. I'm trying, <laughs> but a lot of it just goes and I never see it again. But as long as it goes to a good home and makes someone happy, that's the main point. Okay. Well, Victor, any, any other questions out there? Oh, we got one question. What's your favorite part about wood 
What's my favorite part about wood burning? Um, Yes, <laughs> yes, that that is, I like that answer. Seeing the look on someone's face when I can give it to them. Yeah, well, I, I, oh, one more. More, I have a quick question. What's your least favorite thing actually? <laughs> oh. um, my least favorite thing would probably be trying to keep track of who and what and where and reference photos and documentation in the hopes of publishing another book. Um, <laughs> the next five years. <laughs> yes, the, the celebrating one decade of wood burning. But yeah, trying to keep track of documentation for everything um, and billing for part of the business. Um, You'll learn billing quickly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, probably... Yeah my least favorite but i mean in general the actual wood burning part because those are kind of the the background answers um i think that my favorite part of actually doing the wood burning is just getting really into the high detail and having having it turn out looking like what i want it to um being able to express like emotion and beauty through the art is um, probably my favorite part of actually doing the artwork. And probably my least favorite part is sanding. And that's why I have my husband do that. <laughs> sanding the wood, prepping it. Um, that's just kind of a pain and, and I don't, like to do that it kind of sanding with the the palm sander um vibrates too much and then it's really hard for me to actually do the artwork with my hands afterwards so thankfully my husband takes care of that what if you really screw up on a picture what if you really screw up on a picture are we over time no <laughs> i was just i don't know i i started I, I felt like people were done but they just got more questions so um i'll sit down for a minute <laughs> start over Yes, they're over. <laughs> so if I really screw up on something, number one, it's artwork. You never screw up. It's all learning and it's mm -hmm. all beautiful. So um, to give a very good example, let's see. Yeah, my son never screws up on anything. Wow. He does amazing artwork. And yeah. And his artwork is just as valuable, if not more valuable than any of mine, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't ever screw up on anything. Everything is wonderful. You're doing artwork, you are expressing creativity, you are learning and doing something fun. And that's part of why I do pen and ink and wood burning is because you cannot erase. Yes, sure. Right, you can't paint over it. Um, and that with me having you know 64 drawing notebooks and i can go back and look at what i've done and where i've come from and i don't take the time to go back and try to make corrections mm -hmm. very often at all mm -hmm. there are a few times if i have done like a portrait with 12 or 14 or 15 people and faces and if I screw up one little bit on an ear, I'll ask him to sand very lightly on the ear so that I can redo it. But in general, I don't believe in screwing up. And that's part of our policy also is that if you commission a people portrait or a pet portrait from me, if you don't like it the first time, if it doesn't turn out, because I don't know what you see. I only see the photo that you give me. And that doesn't always capture the person's emotion um, or expression. So I'll do the portrait up to three times to get it to their likeness at no extra cost to you. Um, because I want you guys to be happy with your artwork. And so far, we've had 100% customer satisfaction. I've gotten it right within that three times. 
Um, I've had to redo some from scratch three times to get it right. <laughs> but um, but that's okay because it's all learning. It's all, I can look at the three of them together and see how I've improved. It's also a really good motivator to get me to want to do my best the first time <laughs> because it's a lot of time to put into it and have a customer want it and have to redo it. So I do try to do my best, but we do offer to redo them up to three times to get them to the likeness of the person. And there's no obligation. If I can't get it the way you want it, you're not obligated to buy it. Well, I have to thank everybody out there. And um, I'm not sure if all of you are aware, but now it used to be the Crystal Falls Library along with UPA paid for these wonderful people to talk to us. But now it's the Friends of the Library of Crystal Falls along with mm -hmm. UPA. And we have a fundraiser now with t-shirts. So I know a lot of you, you know, um, you come and call us every month. So you might be interested. So we've got women's shirts and we've got men's shirts and we also have children's shirts. So if anybody's interested in a t-shirt or a hoodie, please email me, I'd be happy to help you. That'd be good support for this program and all the wonderful programs that our friends do for us. And we have a friend in the audience. So I have to give her a hand. There she is. <laughs> and thank you, Joanna. And thank you, James. He ran away again. Mythical James. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next month. You've been watching the UP Notable Books Club, brought to you by the Upper Peninsula Publisher and Authors Association. To join or for more information, please visit us at www.upa.org or www.upnotable.com.